I love, like, for example, looking at Instagram pages of people that are really successful, like big Instagrammers. I try to scroll all the way to the bottom where they weren't famous. I love seeing the flip, you know, where they were nobody to somebody. And it makes me realize like, oh, these people are just normal people. Welcome to the first episode of The Hustler Musician. This is your host, Alessa Ray. Thank you so much for tuning in. And this podcast is about pursuing dreams and what the hell I'm going to do with my life, basically. That's why I did this podcast. Like, I just arrived from LA and I started doing quarantine here at in Paraguay, at my, at my house, at my parents' house. And so I had a lot of free time and I was like, this is the time to do the podcast. And most of the times when I listen to podcasts, I listen to podcasts from people who are really successful in their careers and they are telling their stories of how they became successful and all that. And I was like, what the hell am I going to talk about? What advices will I give? <laughs> But, you know, I cannot wait until I get successful to start a podcast. I'm just going to tell the people my story and what I'm going through right now. So I just decided that in each episode, I'm going to bring someone who can share with us their stories. And you know, through their stories, they can help us a lot and give us inspirations to thrive. To learn a little bit more about me, I am a singer, songwriter, and now I'm a podcaster. And I went to LA. I studied music there for four years. I originally come from Paraguay, South America, which is a very traditional country. And I come from a very traditional family. And, you know, sometimes when family is very traditional, they are like, uh, okay, you're not going to be a musician. And like being a musician is not a career. <laughs> but that's what I wanted to be. I have, though, my architecture degree, but I wanted to do music. So after having my bachelor's degree in architecture, I just went to LA and I did music. And, you know, I graduated, I began to perform, I began to release music videos and music, and I got some press releases, some feature in press, Music Connections magazine, and I also got one music placement in this TV show called iZombie. I was so happy for that, and, you know, I felt that it was a huge accomplishment. <laughs> so... You know, after that, I just decided that I was going to try to get the O-1 visa, but I didn't get it. Uh, so I felt really bad because of it. So that's why I came back home because I, I got rejected from my visa and I decided to do this podcast and to talk about my experience and just to share. You know, with this crisis, we have a lot of time. So I just took advantage of this crisis and I started to learn ukulele and started to plan that podcast. So that's what I'm doing right now. And besides writing music, of course, uh, working on my craft and trying to get some remote job, you know, for some income, some type of incomes. But working on the craft is number one. At least I don't have to pay rent right now that I'm not living in LA anymore. So that's a good thing. And I'm sharing with my family a lot. So today I'm going to be interviewing one of my friends uh, called Marco Leon. And he's known for his band Sonder City, which I was a huge part of it. I was singing background vocals in his tracks. And I was also part of his music video. I was the staring role in his music video. That was so fun. 
And actually, we've been through a lot, a lot of things. I learned a lot from him. He's so driven and it's someone who I admire a lot. And that's why I decided to invite him for him to talk a little bit about himself, a little bit about his experience. Now he has his own studio. So anyways, welcome to my friend, Marco Leon. Hello, Marco Leon. How are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I am doing great. You know why I'm doing great? Because a lot of people are asking me about the podcast. They are telling me, oh, my God, where, when is going to be launched your first episode? And I'm like, tomorrow I'm going to do my first episode. I'm going to record my first episode. So everyone is excited. Oh, I already wow. got one five stars. So that's awesome. Wow. All right. That's that. Congratulations on that. Must have been quite an Thank intro. you. You better <laughs> give me five stars. You yeah. better give me five stars. Yeah, or us, I guess. And this, I'm going to give myself five stars for sure, of course. <laughs> so let's get this started. Like, tell us about you. We want to know about you, about your band, about your brand, about you being a hustler because you are really a hustler. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and I hear this question a lot, you know, with him and like Ross Golan and other podcasts where they talk to the guests and it feels kind of weird being a guest now and being asked that question. Um, of course, to be honest, I was going <laughs> to avoid that question because it's, it's oh so cliche, but I know I, we got to do what we got to do. Let's you know? <laughs> do it. Let me brag about myself a little bit. What makes me a hustler musician? Make yourself big. Yo, Tell I, them who you are. That's right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I started playing piano when I was seven. Um, my mom forced it on me because she had a piano. She learned it when she was younger. And I was like, I don't want to do it. But I was like, no, you're going to get it. And they had a piano teacher. And I sat through like two years not wanting to do piano and i like you know you did it and you are so good at piano thank I, you, you. Are a great piano player jeez oh, keep this is a fun podcast all right i just love feeling just... and did you <laughs> did you learn by yourself piano no i would say i was classically trained for almost a decade i would say like nine years i took wow. lessons and yeah i mean it was you know the first few years of foundational stuff um then it became classical stuff like you know played Mozart, played Beethoven. Um, but I think mm. it taught me a lot more. Um, the, the, I learned a lot more from the lessons than just classical. And I think it was like the love of being able to create, you know, a song in my head and put it, put it on the keys. I could hear, I could, like, I would hear, like, I would watch The Rock, the movie, you know, the big blockbuster from 1995. And I love, like, the theme song of the Navy SEALs. And I would listen to that. I'm like, wow, that's such a cool song. And I would go to the piano and I would figure it out, figure out the chords. And that's where, like... I started to write songs because I saw I started to hear how songs work together, like cinematically, um, you know, in the movies or like I would hear a song on the radio and I would start to like figure it out on my hands on the piano. And so I think like intrinsically it built up in me the love of like transposing music that I loved and creating songs. And I started to write songs when I was like maybe like nine or 10. And I had like, there was really silly songs like Dragon Island, like just a really funny little like cinematic sound um, or, you know, some really weird. And I put vocals to it on my, in my head. I would never share it with anybody, but, and then my mom had her way. And she said once she, she was young, you know, to her you know, bragging to my dad, like, Oh, you know, he, he's going to be a classical pianist or a jazz pianist one day. Wow. And so of course that was not ever in the cards <laughs> for me. I was never wanting to do that. And, but actually, to be a good producer, piano skills helps a lot, right? 
I cannot deny that. I really appreciate that now, like having piano shops. Yeah, correct. Especially if you want to produce all the instruments. Imagine drums. You can yeah. do bass. You can do even guitar. Everything you can do on keyboard. I think that's a great skill to have. Um, it's a great I, skill. I'm learning ukulele, but it's oh, different. <laughs> that is an amazing instrument. In Hawaii, that is definitely like... Oh you know, my God, it's so it. fun. <laughs> and I'm actually also oh. taking the chords of the songs that I like taking and learning the chords on wow. the ukulele. And it's so fun. So this quarantine, actually, it's helping me a lot develop some skills, you know? Yeah, I, w I totally. I, I feel the same way. Like, there's no excuse. Now you're stuck somewhere where you can work on your craft. Um, exactly. And that's a beautiful thing. Exactly. And actually, that's something that we're going to cover today, you know? Yeah. That's something 100%. that definitely we're going to talk. <laughs> we, and what do you think a hustler musician is? You know, what what habits a hustler musician has God, that is a, it's a great question. It's, it's how you define success. Um, and, and you kind of, you shape what the hustler is in that term, because at the end of the hustler is just someone that's like working their butt off every single day to make something happen. And as a musician, I think everybody starts out with like that dream, like they're going to be Lady Gaga, like they're going to be, you know, like Coldplay, they're going to be like whatever they love. And I think you need to have that and you should have that. You should have every right to, to dream that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to, make it to that level of success to be successful. Um, yeah. you know, like you said, like I'm not going to be angry, you know, when I get signed or like play stadiums and all that <laughs> stuff, that'd be beautiful. But at the end of the day, like if, if I have a place to go um, that takes me out of like some of the harshness of reality uh, for a few minutes, you know, uh, a day, that's a beautiful thing. And that's, that's value in my life. Um, if as well, like I can make a living doing that, a comfortable living where I can support a family and not have to worry about going to a nine to five. That's a beautiful success level as well. Yeah, and so, correct. you know, whatever level that is to you. And I think as we grow, we figure out what makes us happy anyways. And we start to realize that maybe, you know, all that fame isn't what we thought it would be. I feel like a lot of people find different things that ultimately, you know, make them happy. So yeah, the hustle musician is someone that I think is working hard on their craft towards you know, success, however they define it. Um, and, and they don't ever try to stray from that and get lazy or, you know, like, or give up on that. The hustle musician is working every day to make that happen. Um, and, and maybe that is being Taylor Swift. I don't think that's a bad thing either, but you know, maybe it's also playing in the local coffee shop every Sunday morning to people that love what they're doing and, and love, and they love it too. And talking about hustler musician, how do you think it is affecting musicians, this virus? And what do you think we are supposed to do? You know, damn, that's that's in my case, for example, I'm doing the podcast, you know, so I'm excited about the podcast. So I'm, you know, I'm spending this time planning the podcast, working on my ukulele and trying Woo! to find something online where I can make a little bit of money. I think you just answered the question, honestly, <laughs> in my mind. I mean, I think that's, it's, the virus is a terrible thing. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. It's, it's very sad. I just read in today's you know, news that like the keyboardist from Fountains of Wayne, Stacy's mom died from coronavirus. Like, oh, that's super sad. Like, oh, wow. holy cow, that's that was close to home. Yeah. But uh, in the midst of that, like with any, you know, uh, challenge we face, there's opportunity 
and being forced to stay home, you have a lot of time to work on your stuff. Like, I love that you're starting this podcast and thanks for letting me be part of it. What What would be motivations that keeps you? What, what would be like your daily motivation? Because, you know, sometimes, I don't know, but in my case, I have lows all the time and I have to struggle with my lows all the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I struggle with that. And mm. I really admire that you stay focused all the time that you work super hard. It's something that since I met you, I always admired you that drive that you always have. And you. I want to know how, how do you keep that drive? How, how do you keep yourself motivated? Thank you uh, for the nice words, by the way. And, <laughs> uh, and likewise, you're, you definitely are an inspiration to me. Uh, I think your brand has built up so much over the last year. And I'm, like you've started teaching me some really big things too. And like we've shared a lot of our tools and like ideas. Um, and so, you know, right back at you. Um, but I definitely have low days as well. Um, they come every few days sort of thing where you feel like, oh man, like this is what we talked about. Like I'm not successful yet. Like what's, what's going on. But um, a couple of things for me, um, I think having like a good balance in life has helped me a lot. Just like, you know, I've been blessed to have a good family right now. Um, and just taking time away from the music, I think is important. Um, on top of that, um, of having my outlets away from music, also like enjoying the music I'm making. Um, there's sometimes when I try to make music that, okay, hopefully I can make a hit here, but hmm. you know, more, just as much as that, I try to keep in the realm of what I love doing. So, uh, I look forward to working on the music again. I've noticed that if I'm trying to work on, let's say like a pop track and I don't absolutely love it, it becomes more of a chore for me to come back to it. And then I start to not feel it. And I, not, I, when I start to not feel it, I don't like put as much creative effort into it and then I don't want to come back to it. So, um, yeah, that's... if it's music I love, like, oh man, this is nice and weird and cool. Like, wow, okay, I come back to it and I like, like to work on it. So just, um, and, and it's not easy to do. I, I think just like with anything we're trying to do creatively and professionally, you, you eventually will hit a wall where you feel like this isn't working or I don't like doing this. And I think you also have to find ways to push yourself through that. And sometimes it's just pushing through it and you feel bad. You feel like crap and you got to be like, you know what? You know, at the end of the day, I'm going to, I'm going to eat, you know, a good dinner. I'm going to like, you know, take time for myself. But right now I need to make this work and let's just push through. And more often than that, if I do that, and sometimes I don't end up doing that because I feel bad. Uh, but if I push through, I'll find like a, like a second wind where I'll, I'll, I'll be able to like, you know, energy will come back to me and I'll, I'll, I'll get it done in, in a way that I never thought I could do it before. And then I'll feel really good about it. But uh, yeah, I know it's hard though. You know, what's the thing also sometimes it's like you say, if you have a project and you're not liking your project and when it becomes a chore to do it, I mean, yeah, you can, you can find it a chore, but then if you push yourself, push, 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 right. And then you get done with the work, you finish the project. Then it you ended up liking. I mean, you you can end up liking it, you know. If yeah. You work, 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 and the satisfaction is huge. Yes, you know? it is. Yeah, it is especially huge. yeah. If it's something you don't you didn't like or you didn't, you know, it's it's really cool when you turn that around, and it's yeah. something you almost like like it more than some of your your normal stuff. I feel yeah. I love, like, for example, looking at Instagram pages of people that are really successful, like big Instagrammers. I try to scroll all the way to the bottom to see where they were mm -hmm. not successful yet where they weren't famous i love seeing the flip you know looking for like you know where they were nobody to somebody and it makes me realize like oh these people are just normal people and they found a way to succeed and find their niche but like 
I, I don't like when people like suddenly they think that they're good enough for something and they remove everything that wasn't quote unquote professional because yeah. they need to have this air of like, I'm perfect. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, you don't need to make this false persona. That's what we need less of in this world. Like I think, I think there's you know a lot more respect and people admire when they see someone that was like them. Um, and and they it's see, very inspiring. You know, absolutely, man. And, and so even, mm-hmm. even, yeah, maybe not the best take of like a vocal performance. Um, if you need to put content out, I don't think it's the worst move, you know, you know, oh, whatever. I'm not giving legal advice or anything here. Right. But like, I think instead of like trying to be perfect all the time, I think it's a better move to try and, you know, be consistent, put stuff out, get better. And you're going to get better every time you do it instead of waiting yes. for perfection. You know? I mean, imagining, I think that we've discussed this already, that we never like our things, the things we put it out. I mean, my songs that I put it out, to be honest, I am not happy with none of the mixes or vocals or anything. But imagine <laughs> if I'm going to wait, I mean, waiting until it's perfect, how much money and time right. you're going to spend. You have to put also, I mean, it's important to put a deadline as well, you know? And just yeah. try to learn project from project to project. You know, learn from each project and try to get better from each project. Yeah. Instead of waiting. It's like waiting for your Prince Charming. I mean. Right. <laughs> I, that's a great analogy. I couldn't agree more. You know, um, it, that, that, that's like another very difficult decision to make as the hustler musician is when, when do you wait to release it? Because you do want to make it good as possible, but you do. You have yeah. life, you have a budget, you have a deadline and you need to set yeah. deadlines. Like, because like you said, if you wait forever, Prince Charming will never come. You're never going to have a Taylor Swift ready track. If you go to yeah. Taylor Swift's early stuff, they were not like, it wasn't amazing or groundbreaking. Um, she had a couple of hit songs and they started to grow her career. And now she's, yeah. you know, consistently putting out more hits, but just like anything else, it takes time to get better. Even when you have a team like she does working for her. Um, and I think this makes it even more important for us as hustlers musicians. We, we don't have a huge team around us um, to consistently put stuff out. You, you have to set deadlines and stick to them and not wait for perfection because, um, yeah, I agree with the mindset. Perfection or perfect is the enemy of, of good um, and because you'll never be good enough for that. You know what I heard in a podcast that, you know, this was very interesting perfectionist being a perfectionist can be also being a procrastinator mm. sometimes the lines blur like are you procrastinating or are you looking for perfect which one is it because you can lie to yourself and be like i'm waiting i'm trying to get a perfect but you're just here you are yeah, like no. you know, watching netflix I've, I've had shows where i remember playing shows back home in hawaii people come up to me like you should never sing in that key again you know like, <laughs> seriously or you know, the band would sound great. I would sound like crap. Um, and people would tell me after the show, like, um, and it's something that I've had to improve on my vocal skills for the long time, better part of a decade, you know, taking different lessons, just working every day. Cause I've never, I never sang when I was young, um, mm-hmm. apart from like choir or whatever here and there. Uh, but it is something that I think we all face, whether it's from a teacher, uh, someone in the crowd from your family and your friends. Um, yeah. and I think you know, you're spot on. It's, it's something that we need to be prepared as, as hostile musicians to face. Um, and I would tell you this, like I would rather hear that criticism than not hear it at all. You know, I, I would, it puts yeah. me in the place where I know more of what, what the music and my, my performance is being perceived at. But I think the important thing to, th- to keep in mind is look 
at the end state. Look at the goal. Don't get bogged down in the criticism. Listen to it. Listen to consistent criticism from across the board and just take that, prove where you need to improve and move forward. No one's getting shot or blown up or dying here. Egos are maybe being hurt a little bit, but that is probably a good thing, if anything. This is, it's music. It should be great. It should be beautiful. If not everybody's going to like it, then that's okay. If I need to work on something, let me work on that and let's move forward and make the next track. Of course, we're going to feel frustrated, but we also have to remember why we started this. It's yeah. very important for us Love to remember that. why we started this. Like, why am I doing this? Why? Am I why? Doing Correct. Because sometimes, you know, yeah. actually there's there's a deep reason why you are here, you know? Yeah. And so, I love that too. I, I think it's important to have some sort of faith in, in whatever it is. And maybe it's faith in your music, you know? But uh, having a belief in that reason, that's important too. Gets me through some stuff. And I think, yeah, everybody's going to be frustrated at some point. Uh, it's That's just part of being an artist. It's, that's great. When you get frustrated and those emotions come out, boom, let's go write some songs, you know. Um, but it's, yeah, dealing when responding to that. You know, maybe you're going to sulk in it or you're going to just, you know, move forward, get better. What do you think are some challenges of that musicians go through? What what were your challenges as a musician? Yeah, Um, Well, we already talked about growing pains. I think everybody thinks they're great at first or most people, you know, once you you work up enough courage to get out and play at an open mic or put some music out there, you start to get the criticism. And so dealing with that criticism and and growing pains Mm -hmm. to improve as an artist, as a performer, I think that's one big challenge. And we just Mm -hmm. talked about it a bunch. So, you know, facing that, having a good attitude, knowing you need to work on stuff and move forward with that, like just accepting you're going to fail at first. Push yeah. you through that. That's a hard first you know, step, but that's one. Uh, but yeah, again, attitude is everything um, and, and working hard. That's big. Number two is money. For people that are serious about being a professional musician, making money and growing an audience, uh, it's, it, it's a challenge making any money with it at first. And I would say to anybody looking to start that or doing it already at a very you know early level, um, don't look for the money right now because you're not going to be getting any money unless you have a massive hit, which you have a 1% chance of getting. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But more than likely, unless you have a golden voice, um, and even with a golden voice, you're going to have to play the long game. That is important yes. to realize. And there's so many mm-hmm. there's so many people doing this now. Like now you can make a hit song on a laptop and a crappy microphone. I mean, look at Billie Eilish, right? They made it at home. They probably use a decent mm-hmm. mic, but you know, at home with Logic. And Logic what are, is the best platform in the world, whatever. I love Logic. So uh, look at Khalid. Khalid was putting out you know, bedroom tracks and then Beyonce somehow picked it up. I'm sure the song was doing well. He, he had a good song, boom, he blew up. Great, you had, you had Khalid, that's one example. Lucky him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you had the, what's the, the cowboy one from last year? Uh, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X. Those are exceptions. And everybody, of course, sees them in the media because that's what's pushed down our throats in news, in uh, Apple music algorithms, you know, the AAA artists. That's what we see. And we're, we're kind of fed this lie of, That's what happens to most people if you like drop everything and do music. Um, mm-hmm. It happens for some people, and the sum is like the 0.001%. For most, though, you're going to play a little bit of a long game. Um, and I like to look at, um, was it 21 Pilots is a great example of that. Tyler Joseph, the founder of 21 Pilots, before he even met the drummer, 
for years was, you know, touring in a van around the country, supported by his mom, you know, hustling to get people to get 10 people at his show before he, you know, wow. Yeah. Now they're like the, one of the biggest rock bands in the world. If you want to call it a band, um, they, they like outplaced Coldplay for like best show performance in 20, like 18, which I disagree with. Uh, but you know, he was hustling. He was a hustle musician. He would like, he would be playing a show at a venue, from what I understand. Uh, before the show, the opener would be playing, you know, and whatever, quote-unquote openers. These are probably just, like, short, small acts. You know, he would go outside and try to ask people, hey, you want to come playing a show, man? Come on, come on in. Like, he would be doing that, you know, living out of his van and getting people in. So it's great to see that paid off. That, to me, is much more the case. I mean, not rising to that level of success either, but, like, what people don't see. And it is the hard work and lots of time spent, you know, one, becoming a better songwriter. Two, becoming a better producer, yeah. working with better people that can make professional stuff. And then three, finally, like performing better and getting people out there. And then we haven't even talked about marketing. So um, I think playing right. the long game is an important challenge to face uh, as, a, as a musician. Um, and on top of that, you know, the money. Because where's the money going to come from? You can't drop everything unless you have some savings, move to L.A., and then try to make it. You have to find a way to sustain yourself. And I was fortunate to start with some savings that I got out of the Marine Corps, although I, I, I've been in debt for a few years now. Uh, but I found a way to to now make money out here. And so I have a way where I'm creatively free to pursue music outside of you know the certain ways that I do make money now. But if you don't solve that, you know, if you don't solve that first and foremost, you will not be doing it for a long time. Some people are very fortunate to start, you know, at home where they're living with mom and dad still. I think that's not a bad yeah. thing. Nothing to be embarrassed about. If you can live for free at home and make music <laughs> and make, make some dope stuff, do it, dude. There's no reason to, you don't need me paying rent yet, man. That's stupid. <laughs> don't do that. That's dumb. Yeah. You can live your, the frat life whenever you, you finally quote unquote make it. Um, I a hundred percent agree with that, that you need a couple <laughs> of hard, money man. in order to make music because it's an expensive hobby. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a great thing now that it's possible that you can do everything that recording studios used to only be able to do. You know, yes. in the past, you had to not just have a great song and blah, blah, blah. You, you had to find like people to believe in you so you could invest thousands of dollars into one night of recording. And hopefully that recording will come out great. You know, and then someone had to mix it. And the producers were cost stupid amounts of money, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, good luck getting it out because you had to buy, you had to, like, find some way to print CDs and get that into <laughs> stores, man. Because there was no iTunes. It was, you know, before no, Napster. there was no. Imagine yeah. that. Now, you can literally just, you know, lease a beat off of BeatStars, throw some, like, quick <laughs> vocals on your crappy Yeti mic on your laptop, upload that stuff to, you know, DistroKid, and tomorrow it'll be on Spotify. Like, how sick is that? Um, and, and then you can have it, you know, you go on Sound Better, you can go on Lander, which I don't recommend, and get it mastered real quick for like less than a cup of coffee. And you're not going to be making even a cup of coffee worth of money with that sound. I mean, good luck. But it's so cool. We live in a world where we can do that. And, you know, technology. Um, but, and, but as cool as that is, it also makes it a lot harder because now everybody's doing that in their bedroom. Not only that, you need to develop your skills. You need exactly. to work on that craft, man. Exactly. So that's another challenge. Um, and that craft also is money because imagine investing on plugins, investing oh, on Final Cut, investing on your computer and your mic and all your gears. I mean, it's you need you need a, a couple of money, you know? Yeah. Money, uh, your skills and you know, growing pains. I think another big one today we face more than ever is competition. Um, yes. There's more babies being... <laughs> 
being made every day. Um, yes. There's more and more yes. artists getting their stuff out on even Spotify and Apple Music nowadays. How do you stand out from the you know miasma of songs being released? I think it's like 20,000 tracks released every single day on Spotify, something like that. And maybe it's more than that because that was like last year's figure. But that's a crazy amount of content coming out. Even Instagram, every time on open Instagram, there's content, YouTube content, TikTok content. Everything it's is content, content, and there's a lot of competition. How do you stand out or being very right. good or very bad? <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, just ask William Hung. He's done out very well. <laughs> you know? But that, I think that's a major challenge. And I guess a lot of people would say niche and niche and branding, and I think that's important. But um, the thing with being an artist, unlike you, know, if, you, if you're with most businesses, what you do is you look at what's successful. Um, you look at the market. Is there space in the market for me to, you know, to put a business and create a business? Like if there's like, you know, in this strip of Hollywood, how many burger shops are there? Um, how many people want burgers? Um, if there's not enough burger shops and there's people like burgers, then okay, makes sense that I'll put a burger shop here, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But if there's already like five Burger Kings, you got In-N-Out, you got McDonald's, and people are leaving Hollywood, why would you start a burger shop? It's the same thing with music. You know, if Trap, yeah. and then you have like sub-versions of Trap, if there's too many Trap artists out there and everybody listens to like 5% of those people, and then by the way, we're moving to the new genre, which is whatever, you know, is after Trap, um, is it smart to try and make yourself a Trap artist? I that is how you need to kind of look at it. But also the thing with music is you're an artist and you kind of have to, I really believe you need to be who you are because one, you're not going to want to come back to work every day if you're not who you are. And then two people are going to see through that, like a, you know, a screen that you're not making the kind of music that represents really who you are. So with music, it's, there's this thing with like, you need to find your niche, but you need to be who you are. And, you know, if you're a pop punker, like I was, uh, I'm not going to make trap music, you know, even though like trap is like the thing right now, maybe there's some indie albums that I like about it. Um, I hate it and nothing against, you know, people love trap and all that stuff, but a lot of those people probably don't like pop punk (laughs) and I'm not maybe pop punk, but I think you do need to knit yourself out and be unique. Um, but you don't want to also sell out yourself and be someone that's not who you are. So, but that being said, yeah, here's the thing. You got to brand yourself and be unique. There you go. <laughs> yeah. What I think about the competition as well, I, not to get very discouraged about it because I see so many talented people and, you know, sometimes I even feel bad, you know, cause you see the people are so good and you, yeah. you are just like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. You know, you know, that thing, but you know what's important to think that no one is going to have your same fingerprint at the end. You know, your fingerprint is your fingerprint. Your story is your story. And like you say, if you are genuine with your music, if you are unique, you are helping someone by telling your story. Believe it or not, you you are helping because your story would be always your story. Your voice would be your voice. Your songs are your songs. So that's the thing. Yeah. No one can compete with that. That's something that too. I I think uh, to keep me a little bit motivated because otherwise, you know, we're going to be thinking all the time, you know, uh, too much, too much, too much competition, competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to enjoy a little bit more and just accept who we are and we have a lot to give. Yeah. I, I mean, boom. Mm-hmm. That, that's like gold right there. What you just said, Ali, is, you know. You do you, you be who you are, and you have a lot to offer this world. Your own perspective, your voice, it's, it is unique, and it, 
and especially if it comes from a good place, like, you know, um, having that heart of accepting who you are. I think that is powerful. And people really eat that up too. Cause you know, if you try to be fake and all that stuff, it's, uh, it's much less what we need in this world, you know? What surviving jobs would you recommend to a musician? Like imagine if I, what would you recommend me as a survival jobs, for example, you know, yeah, if I want um, to survive, what would you recommend me? I th I th think just like with the fact that we can create music and get it out there with today's technology, today's technology and the ecosystem allows us to find a lot of ways to make it as a freelance worker. So uh, I would recommend looking at gig economy jobs um, for several reasons. So like being a freelance worker, basically finding like ways where if you're an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, delivering for like Amazon Flex, delivering for Postmates, you know, delivery companies, um, maybe finding ways to, you know, do that online like Fiverr. Maybe you're a good like artist or a photographer. Finding ways to be a freelancer, I think, is very powerful, especially if it's something that doesn't take up a lot of energy. Um, so, for example, like I've driven Uber for the past few years. I'm not proud of it. I've done also like Amazon Flex. They brought in a lot of income before I, brought, I had my studio here in LA. Uh, you know, they were basically how I was able to survive out here. Um, it's not something that, again, I, like, I, I really enjoy doing or it's something like, oh, I'm bragging to people. Oh, gosh, I've done so many rides, you know. But I will say this. Um, uh, I think it's a good move for many artists to, to do because of, um, one, it does not suck up a lot of energy. Two, it's on my schedule. Three, it can pay bills. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, if I was, a let's say, a manager at some you know, big store, which I probably could get a job doing that, working 60 hours a week, um, yeah, I could probably be making, you know, I, I know for sure I can make money to pay bills. Uh, I know for sure I have, like, a set amount of, you know, work hours, and, and, and um, I would know my schedule. It would be, like, an easy kind of thing. But it would suck energy out of me, like, And when I would go home, I wouldn't probably not want to like work on a song. I would probably just want to like watch Netflix, eat whatever is, you know, I've got for food and then just go to bed and you know, repeat the next day. Um, with like Uber, I would be able to plan out my day, plan out my routine for the week. Okay, here's, here's a song I got to work on this week. Boom. I would work really hard on the days that I have off for myself. And then I would have a lot of time to work. So I have enough money to pay bills. And the cool thing with Uber and Lyft, at least it was before this, you know, COVID hit. Um, yeah. If you worked more hours, you could make more money. And then, you know, it would, you could adjust that to whatever your bills uh, you know, were needed or how much money you need to make to, to grow your business and do that. And you had no excuses to not make more money because you just get in your car and work. Um, and it, the great thing too is like, it doesn't suck energy because like I'll be driving, I'll be working, you know, passengers, blah, 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 we'll be talking. Boom. They get out of the car. I turn off the app. I am done. I go home. I'm now like, I have not no mental strain or, you know, maybe I had a bad ride. Yeah. I'll have a little of that, but there's not like a mm -hmm. boss. I, I'm not answering to my boss, you know, tomorrow or I don't owe anything. I'm done. And now my, my mental and creative energies are reserved for my music. And so that to me is very powerful. Um, so it could pay enough bills with that. I think there are some freelance jobs, like not all freelance jobs are the same. I would be very careful and do research before I look into different jobs. Like Uber and Lyft, they've got consistently worse for the past few years. Like at first it was great. I was making like, it felt like easy money where I could pay bills and, you know, yeah. save up money. Now it's like, oh, okay. Like, is this worth it? You know, this is barely breaking like 20 an hour. Like, ugh. Um, for some people that's great. Right. But like, if you've got you know, enough debt, like I do, um, you've got to be more careful with your time. Um, I think also, I mean, and there's a flip side to that too. For some people, it's better they have a job, you know, because maybe it 
maybe like working as like a teacher, uh, you, you go home at five o'clock in the, the day. And that's, I'm, I'm saying that teachers don't do that because teachers work hard and they get, they're underpaid in this country, uh, in America. But some, for some people having a good steady job is maybe a better thing as well, depending on, you know, maybe they love going to work at AT&T every day because it's easy and they know what they got to do and they go home and they know they, they've got benefits and they don't got to worry about, you know, driving on a weekend. So uh, I guess it's different strokes for different folks, but I, I do always recommend for people that are serious about being a professional artist, um, you know, find a gig work that works for you. That way you can set your own schedule. You can, you know, when you get a gig at a place, if you're a gigger, you know, like uh, if you play at a club or whatever, then you can adjust your schedule for that. Um, and especially in the entertainment world, there's so many moving parts that you kind of need to be flexible. Um, but yeah, I think, so again, Uber and Lyft have been my go-tos. Amazon Flex is actually pretty good. I'm actually looking for being a, a virtual assistant for podcast. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Boom. And this is great too. Like with the podcast economy has grown, uh, you know, Fiverr yeah. and all these other like online things. That's probably the best because you're not even leaving your home and you can do yeah. that without spending money on gas. You know, and you could probably do it super easy with the keyboard. Probably editing audios or, you know, doing art cover. One more is sound better. Like sound better has become the legitimate Craigslist now community for, uh, for music producers, singers, and songwriters. Now uh, you should go on there right now, create, create, like if you're an artist, if you're a songwriter, if you're a producer, now you can find ways of either a making money as that. Cause you probably have some skills that more than you know about that uh, or B finding the right singer for the job, find the right producer to help you take your career to the next level. So I think that's really cool. That sound better has come up. Uh, and like you said, like, finding ways to make money, you know, doing podcast assisting or some random things on the internet. Cause there's 7 billion people on this planet. There's a lot of work that needs to be done freelance. It's a lot. You can find yeah. it. And yeah. to be honest, it's something that I'm struggling with it. Yeah. I feel you, man. It's a, uh... and I would say one more thing with this is it is important to take your artist career seriously. If this is my experience, um, it might be different for different people, but if you have a career already, that you love and you're still doing that, but you're also like, well, maybe I can be also a full-time musician. Good luck. Because if you're in a career and you're putting like 40 hours a day into this and you're invested in like into a particular company, I think that's going to draw significant effort and time and creative energy from you from putting it into your music career. And, and, yeah. and music already is so competitive and people know if it's quality or not for most people that you need to invest plenty of hours like the 10,000 hours into becoming a successful artist and producer or you're not probably going to make it you know so I think if someone gets comfortable in the job be very careful because that will I think you know stats wise and percentage wise your chances of successfully starting your own business especially as an artist is very small wow. so yeah, I think so you really true. need to get serious about it I, I'm a fan of jumping off a cliff but look at me I'm in debt and all this blah 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 but I still really believe in what I'm doing and if I had a nice job like I, I was going to work for like Chase Bank as a banker a couple years ago um, I could have like gone to get an like, MBA and try to like go hardcore into doing this and that and that probably would have been a good path too it wouldn't be like poor as I am right now um, but there's no way I would be releasing music right now you know, I mean, maybe I would do it as a hobby, but, you know, I'm in this winter right now and I believe I've got some hits that are coming out. So, <laughs> well, we all believe in ourselves, but that's oh, me too. Wow, my that's, that's so true. That's so true. And it's very important to remind ourselves that all the time because we, we tend to get very comfortable on our jobs because we are receiving monthly money. 
but that's the thing. If, if you're not doing music, then we're not serious about our music as well. Pushes you to get better faster. You know, like when you know that you may not be able to have rent, you know, uh, six months down the line from doing what you don't love doing. Like in Uber, yeah, I don't like doing it enough. Yeah, you know you need to work hard at your craft because you don't want to be doing this all the time. And you want to make, you know, you want to make mom and dad proud at home sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you like to hear in this podcast? What are some recommendations and what would you like to learn? What? Would... Yeah, I mean, I think you asked some great ones already. Like what makes a host musician? Um, mm-hmm. What do you do about money? <laughs> um, I think, you know, two big ones are um, one would be promotion tips because um, I think people, if they're like, you know, me who are listening to a podcast like this, um, they probably have... I know this isn't everyone listening right now, but a lot of, you know, hustle musicians probably listen to this and they probably have like some basic music down and they probably are a little further than maybe we've been like talking about. They've, they've maybe moved to LA or they've, they've, they've got their niche kind of down where they want to go. They've got some decent songs that they're ready to put out. They put out already. I know that promotion is very, very like big part of the equation. That's hard to figure out. Uh, Cause you could drop $3,000 on a, uh, you know, on a playlist promotion campaign through Playlist Push. You drop three grand on like a, a promoter to reach out to all these blogs and stuff and try to right. like get your quote unquote featured on a blog. But yeah, um, you can also like drop 50 cents on Submit Hub and boom, maybe your song will take yeah. off on a big playlist. You know, like what yeah. my song, Symphony Starlight, I dropped $1 on Submit Hub and it got on a big playlist that basically, you know, fueled it to have a couple hundred thousand streams now um, in a year. And that, that was something that took me a while to figure out though, you know, and that's obviously I'll have a lot to do with the song, but I would like to hear more um, promotion and marketing strategy tips. I think that is something that if, especially if some successful people can share their experience with that, I know that for me is like, I really kind of know what I want to do with my craft. And I feel like a lot of people feel like they do already. How do you get it out to the right people? That's a hard one to figure out. Correct. So I also think that uh, like the marketing part is it's so important. It's so important to yeah. to learn, you know, to learn the strategy, the strategy of the marketing. Yeah, um, that's and that's one that I think we're also working on figuring out, and the labels mm-hmm. are trying to figure that out too. They're oh yeah, money. I think definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, specific things like again, like for me, that was my way. That's how I succeeded with one track was. Uh, submit hub and then submit hub is a great way to you know promote certain tracks but it doesn't work for every track is there something you would like to promote um you know i do uh right now i've got music that i'm slowly re-releasing under sonder city i just came out with earth breathe fire again which <laughs> it was released in like 2017 you were a big part of that thank you oh yeah it's got your vocals in there um so that's out on anywhere you can find you know music basically under sonder city and um, i'm working hard on reproducing a few different songs and i'm excited about a couple particular tracks um i love all my babies but i know a couple of these songs i'm really um, i'm gonna push a little bit harder because i think i believe in them uh, but that'll be coming out probably next month and i'm gonna in the form of either one or two different albums um so something to just kind of be on the lookout with Sonder city but yeah, other than that, I, I'm just, um, if you're interested in checking out the project, please feel free to on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you listen to. So, okay. Last thing, where can we find you? <laughs> yeah. Um, anywhere that there's music would be Spotify is also my number one Spotify and YouTube. So if you can follow Sonder city, um, yeah, 
on Spotify, um, follow and like. It's always appreciated. Same with YouTube and uh, Apple Music, of course, as well. Uh, I love Apple, but Spotify, I guess, is number one right now. So, <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely Spotify is leading. Just make sure you follow Sunder City on Spotify. Thank you. Hey, I really appreciate that shout out, by the way. So. Yeah, you're welcome. I was part of your project, so I'm very grateful. Yeah, I really appreciate you, like you know, being part of that as well. Uh, from some of the performances that have I, um, you know, your beautiful vocals on some of them, and also in Thank like the you. music videos, like you've been playing a very important role. Um, and I appreciate <laughs> you so much, Ali, for that. Um, yeah. Now, I do want to give a shout out to everybody else that's been part of this as well. Like uh, Zach Urkovich, um, you know, ever has been like a helper and a friend in the project. Um, you know, he's still like my dedicated drummer uh, that, you know, I pull in for this and that songs when we perform live. Um, he's an important part of the project as well. And while Sonner City is kind of like a solo artist, it's a collaboration as well. And Zach, if there's anyone that's you know part of being an actual band, he's the closest guy. Nolan, Nolan Sloan as well. Amazing guitarist and bass player. Really blessed to be able to work with that guy. That guy is so talented. Uh, he's definitely going to be professionally working in music for his life if he keeps doing it. Um, that guy, got to give a shout out to Keegan Hill uh, and Scott Mix, K-Boy. Those guys were OG part of the Sonic City project since like 2017. Um, my brother Nick, of course, you know, we gave him another shout shout out again. But uh, you know, you guys have all been thank you for believing in it, and I know I, I ripped it apart, put it in different lights and all that stuff. But also just having sane, good friends like you guys. Wow! Likewise, I feel the same about you. I really appreciate the moments you were with me when I needed. And even for today, for showing up for your time, I really appreciate. And I think this is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for showing up, for sharing your stories, and just for helping us for your words. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. So here are some takeaways that you just said. One, the hustler musician is working hard on your craft to our success however you define success. Two, with every challenge we face, there is an opportunity. And being forced to stay at home, you have a lot of time to work on your stuff. Three, I try to stay motivated by doing music that I like. Four, instead of trying to be perfect all the time, I think it's a better move to put things out, be consistent, and get better. You're gonna get better each time you do it, instead of waiting for perfection. Five, a very hard decision as a hustler musician is when do you wait to release it because you do want to make as good as possible but you do have a life you do have a budget and you have a deadline because if you wait forever prince charming will never come it takes time to get better six as a hustler musician we have to set deadlines stick to them and not wait for perfection perfect is the enemy of good seven look at the goal Don't get bogged down on criticism. Listen to consistent criticism and take that to improve where you have to improve and move forward. Eight, the best survival jobs for musicians are freelancing jobs such as Uber, Lyft, Postmates, Fiverr, Soundbetter. Jobs where you can have freedom to create. So thank you so much everyone who is listening. Thank you for everyone who is subscribing and leaving a comment. Please share with a friend if you think the show can help. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and feel free to ask me whatever you would like to hear in the show. 
I am very happy that we are creative this community of people where we are willing to share stories and help each other thrive. Thank you so much. Have a great day.